Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today, we have Amanda Boleyn back on the show. She is the founder of She Did It Her Way, where she coaches women how to quit their jobs, replace their income, and build an online business they love. And today we're talking about the four steps that you can be implementing right now to start landing clients and offering your services. We know that sometimes these steps might be expedited a little bit and feel a little like hurried and rushed, but we're giving you a lot of ideas on who you can be reaching out to, how you can figure out what to offer and how to actually market and get it sold. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, it's so good to see you guys and hear you guys. I know it's been (laughs) way too long, but we're excited to have you back. For those of you who haven't listened to any of our previous episodes with Amanda Bolin or even over on her show, the She Did It Her Way podcast, definitely recommend those episodes. We talk a little bit about live workshops, which that doesn't actually seem super helpful right now. But we do have one about quitting your day job or leaving corporate. And that's going to really tie into what we're talking about today, because there are four phases for if you want to leave your job and pursue something. And we'll dive into that with Amanda. But we also want to recognize that some of you may have been forced into an accelerated program of, oh, (laughs) I just lost my job because the world is in chaos right now. And how would you go about things differently if you were forced to get that business off the ground that you've been wanting to make happen? So I'm excited to kind of dive in and explore that a bit. Amanda, I'd love to know, where does this all start? Because I I know for me, my desire to... What do we do? (laughs) Are we going to solve the world's problems in one hour on the podcast? Yes. Probably not, <laughs> but we can we can strategize about what a business might look like, yeah. and how we can start growing an audience and getting ready yeah. to pursue something in a bigger way. Well, awesome, and I really appreciate you guys for inviting me back on the show. And it's always so fun to see your faces and to kind of like I mean I think it was three years ago when we first got connected, and just to see the evolution of both of our businesses. You guys went through a major transformation with you know, the name change and everything with what you guys got going on. So I really appreciate it. But for those of you who are tuning in, and if you didn't listen to the previous episodes, or you've never heard about She Did It Her Way, I launched my podcast in 2015. And in 2012, I made my ultimate leap where I left corporate and I became a full-time subcontractor working on various projects around training and development with sales and marketing, leadership development, all that good stuff, and started the podcast out of a hobby. And then it kind of transformed into what it is today. And 
really focusing on helping women make their ultimate leap and quit their day job and do it successfully and following a four-phase formula, which the four phases include clarity, setting up your systems, leaning into sales and marketing, so your sales engine, and then just working the system to replace your income. And what you were saying, Abby, is now we're in an environment where that process can be a little bit accelerated. And to be honest, like I'm a massive fan of Wayne Dyer's quote that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And this is such a pivotal time where so many people may find themselves in a moment of crisis. And it's usually in the crisis time is when people are called to step up. And so while it's like emotionally challenging, it might actually be a beneficial time. And I say this very lightly that you were forced out of a job that maybe you never, you didn't really fully like, right? And someone, something else outside of you made that decision that you didn't have to make. And I almost find through students and clients that I've worked with is that when they have to make the decision on their own to leave that successful corporate job, that's almost harder than being let go. Yeah. I still look at my layoff as the biggest blessing in disguise I've ever had. And, you know, it happened to me twice. (laughs) It happened to me (laughs) twice before Mm -hmm. I accepted it as my fate that it meant that I was supposed to actually pursue the business that I had in mind, which has grown and evolved and changed over time. It's not like day one, I was like, and now I teach thousands of people online how to build a business. Like, no, that's not, I mean, it started with freaking, I made iTunes cover photos for MP3s, you guys. Like, it was not fancy. I like grunge bands. (laughs) MP3s, grunge bands, what are these? What? Like, like people had iPods. Like, just date a little bit. Like, things were not professional. Okay. I grew and evolved into things that made a bit more sense, like designing client Mm -hmm. web pages before we ultimately transitioned to what we do today. But my story started like a lot of you where I was given this notice and like, maybe I felt the writing on the wall. Like I'm going to guess if you were in a position where you were let go suddenly, it couldn't have been all that surprising because likely the business had to have some instability for that to have to happen mm. quickly, but it still sucks. It still sucks either way. Yeah. And even if this is something, oh, maybe you're like, oh, I did not like how they handled that. This is now my sign that I need to pursue this thing that's been on my mind. Like I did my steps in 30 days. I think people can do it just as fast. Like, what is that phase one? Like, how do I get started? I mean, I know what I did, but what what would you recommend? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a time to not be in between the your two ears because so much goes on in the mindset. And I think when people are, their backs are against the wall, you think completely different, differently than, and you start asking different questions. So when you know there's that immediate where you got to start taking action and doing something, which is what sometimes people actually need, and everyone's different. It's really just keeping it super simple because the, you know, complexity is the enemy of execution. And so Mm -hmm. the more that you try to make it complex or harder, it's just going to, you're not going to take action. So really in the clarity phase is getting clear on what do you actually enjoy doing? What are you good at? And what will people pay you for? And so I always recommend to students who, or, you know, podcast listeners or whoever that, 
if you're starting out and you have zero, because like sometimes you're trying to read the label when you're inside the pill bottle and you have to get perspective. So the way that I always recommend is to get ideas is to go to a website like Upwork, Fiverr, to browse and peruse. If you're not familiar with Upwork and Fiverr, it's basically a online portal marketplace where you can hire and be hired for your services. But if you're truly stuck and you're like, I don't even know what I would offer. I don't know what I'm good at because again, we think that what we're good at and comes natural is we couldn't quite possibly charge for that. And the truth is, is that you should be charging for the things that become natural to you because that's your zone of genius. That you're, that's your sweet spot. And you should charge for that. Yeah. There's value in that. And so go to those two websites peruse the website, look at what people are offering to give you ideas of like how you can take your services or how you can take your skill set and start figuring out what you can offer and make a list of three to five things specifically. And then what you can do is just start emailing people saying like, Hey, reach out to your network, start plugging yourself into your, and like, you have to make people known of what you're doing because if people don't know what you do, they don't know what you do. And yep. that just goes, I think, in business and marketing. Oftentimes we think that we, until we're so sick of ourselves, we haven't marketed enough. And yeah. putting something out there one day on Instagram stories, well, guess what? It it disappears 24 hours later. And the same people who saw it the day one might not be the same people who are going to see it in day two. And it's just good business practice. So just go through, write down, what am I good at? What do I enjoy? And what are people paying me for? If you need ideas, go to Fiverr, go to Upwork, decide your three to five services and start emailing people. Then the next stage, like you have to take massive action in this phase. And, and that looks like actually reaching out and sending emails to people. It's not being passive and just commenting in Facebook groups and you know waiting for people to come and reach out to you because nobody's going to come save you you have to save yourself. And that again, like it might be tough to hear and like, Oh gosh, like I get it. It sucks when you feel hopeless in that situation. But the best thing you can do for yourself right now is take control of the situation and start to take action to get yourself into a place where you're in control of it, no matter how uncomfortable it feels for that moment in time. There's other things, but that that's really where like those are simple steps that anyone can take right now to get started. You can also simply email people just simply asking them what they need help with. Asking versus telling is always a great strategy too. I think, you know, offers, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this well, like in your business, that some of your best products have come from just asking your audience questions. And Absolutely. so even though maybe you're listening to this and you don't have that audience built up, it's still the underlying process of asking questions, asking people, what do they need help with versus trying to assume what they need help with. Yep. Well, I was going to give just another quick example. What I found really helpful to use Facebook groups for during this time wasn't to try to get clients from Facebook groups, but to read what other people were asking in Facebook groups yes. as my validation for like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. Because I think so often we forget like the VA or freelance world as a whole, you could literally do anything, oh, manage yeah. someone's calendar, organize their systems, onboard something, design something, do like literally so many things. And I think that we innately have and use skills that we aren't fully aware of in our day job that you can pull out and just like get some clients based on that thing alone. Yeah. One Such of transferable the skills. interesting yeah. strategies, I saw a friend who lost her job during this time. She started a Facebook group for our city called Hire KC. 
with the oh. idea that people would go post jobs. Nice. And she's looking for a job. So she was like, nice. I will just I'll, here we go. Manifest them <laughs> by having them come recruiter. to me. That is brilliant. <laughs> and like people are also looking. So like the idea that that would grow and that people would go there to post what they're looking for because the jobs may be a little odd or different. Like, I think it all makes sense. But I know the piece that people are going to get stuck on because mm. this is the thing we've run into before is when I've shared that networking aspect of reaching out and <laughs> I telling don't people. Know anybody. Yeah, I don't know anybody. I don't know who to email. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family members. I don't which see is, anyone. I'm the only person who is in this world ever. But who who would you actually reach out to right now? Like, who would you email? So I think if someone finds themselves in a dialogue mentally that they don't know anyone, and I think that is a an opportunity to do some work on thoughts in the, in, in the sense of... So we do a couple things. Naturally, we want to qualify people in our minds and think that we have this list of services. And just for lack of a better of example, Aunt Sherry, we think, well, Aunt Sherry doesn't need help with this. Like, what's the point of emailing Aunt Sherry? And the truth is, is that you don't know until you do it. But if you're going to talk yourself out of, you know, making that initial contact, then don't look at it as, you know, is Aunt Sherry going to convert into a client? Yes or no. Look at it as you getting experience in the consistency of reaching out to people. Plus, you don't know who Aunt Sherry knows. And so it's really like you have to, to get traction, whether you're starting a business during this time because you're let go or you're starting a business regardless. You have to build traction. You have to get out there. You have to be visible. People have to know what you do. You just need to accelerate the process in, the, in probably this phase, right? Or in this stage. But then it, in like you said, so start with your immediate family, start getting plugged into networks. Do I like love Emily that you brought up Facebook groups. Like if people aren't already using Facebook groups, I tell my students to use Facebook groups for content generation, right? Mm -hmm. To yeah. figure out like, what are they struggling with? What questions do they have? And you can use the search bar just like you would in Google for SEO. I mean, that's some great content in there. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, our group is 27,000 strong and it's over four years old. You can scroll back in there yeah. and find some good questions. Yeah, and on, on all sorts of topics. But I think the thing here is like not getting up in your head about who these people are and if they make sense for you. I know for me, mm. it was really just as simple as, okay, what I am doing, which I when I started the business... PS was not, I didn't just like do cover art. I started doing things that I was actually doing for work just on my own. And so my best contacts were ex coworkers. They were people I had met at networking events related to my actual job. They were, they were people that I went to school with people I had met in the industry. Like they weren't necessarily my BFF, but like they live in the same environment and they like, have the same skills or similar skills or like they would be the copywriter to the designer kind of relationship, you know, like they yeah. may not be the one hiring, but they may know someone who is. And you would be surprised, like some of those first clients weren't actually like in clients. I was contracting out with other businesses 
doing mm. like they just needed temporary work yeah and so i was able to come and in think kind of how as a many businesses right now need temporary work because their business is exploding right now yes which yeah. sounds Boom. crazy but it's Boom. happening amazon like so many different companies there are definitely i mean even in yeah there are definitely industries that are hiring temp help one of the other things that I was going to say is that, you know, depending upon your unique situation, like this could be a great opportunity to enroll in a course learning how to design Squarespace websites so yeah. that, you know, like maybe you're not super jazzed about Squarespace websites, although I am, I love them. I think I it's am. amazing. <laughs> if I wasn't doing She Did It Her Way, I would teach Squarespace <laughs> websites all day long because it's about process. <laughs> and you could learn it. You could learn a course in in thirty days and start marketing that you can build Squarespace websites. People make twenty five hundred dollars minimum on Squarespace websites, right? And so every day that you delay taking action is a day delayed, you know, moving forward, making money, <laughs> yeah, and making we, money. Yes, we yeah. are not normally fans. Like if I were teaching this method in the normal time and space, we typically advise against like, don't start with something that you have. If you have to go learn a new skill, get certification, take a class, mm. whatever, like don't start there. That's even a step further. Totally. But I love that idea right now of like, can you spend the next weekend, the next week, like taking a class from creative live or like wherever those type you to me, like all of those type of classes that are very like, can you just fucking learn code for a second and reach out to some sites who are like, you know, like shipped, maybe shipped needs some new code because some pages and some things are not working right okay, now. Like, learn code in a weekend. Don't do that. No, that don't was, do that. that was really what you're saying. You, you could take, I mean, I love Asana. I know you guys use Trello, but you could sign up to be an affiliate. Well, I don't know how Trello works, but with Asana, you basically can become an Asana pro and learn the software. Yes. And yes. then so many businesses need like help with project management. So you could take an email marketing course, learn how to do email marketing, and then like position yourself as someone who can help with email marketing. Like, are you an yeah. expert? No, none of us Could are you experts. Teach it to someone, please don't do that, but go do it for someone else. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yes. Yeah. Which Love I'm that. with you too. Like if students come to me or people come to me and they're like, I want to do X, Y, and Z and it needs a certification. I'm like, I am not your person because I'm not. Yeah. It's not my advice. Yeah. Go get your certification. There are things that you already know. Yes. Like there are things that you already know. And I would rather you start with something right now to start getting paid with the things that you're like, literally there's so, for some reason, there's so many people who are like friends or family of mine, or I follow on Instagram who are really good at like home organization. And typically before all of this, they were like trying to poo poo around starting a virtual business or in person, like, let me reorganize your closet or your pantry or whatever. And I'm like, think of how many people are trying to do that themselves right now at home. You could offer FaceTime consultations for people and like still make them a list of stuff to go buy curbside from Crate and Barrel or Amazon or wherever. And like, literally still do the same thing that you had planned on doing just in a completely different, you know, method or way. And so I think like, think about what options you were already exploring before inventing something new. Yeah. yeah. So what's that phase two after outreach? What, what would you recommend next? So phase two is what I call the setup phase. And it's more lean towards those who want to do online business, right? Which I imagine is very similar to your guys's audience. And it is centered around setting up the systems of that of a project management. And once I go through this, I'll give a caveat. 
setting up project management, getting your website, the basics of email marketing, setting up your payment gateway, and then making sure that you're incorporated in accounting and then also social media strategy. Now it sounds like a lot. And what I, when I say setup, what I mean by that is basically the bare minimum to get you up and running. And usually I am so firm, like I am a big believer and know for a fact that you can have a six figure online business without a website. I know that. What I have found though, is that people really get tripped up on not having that website or that digital presence. So then I'm like, okay, fine. Here's how you're going to do your website. Super simple and easy. Build these three pages. Here's how you do it with Squarespace. And then if you want to come back to it, make it pretty fine. And then with email marketing, it's basically, it's just tech tutorials showing people how to like, here's what you're going to do. And the, the program that I work with people through the four phases they may not need to set up the email marketing right away. It may not make sense, but it's still built in there of like when you're ready and when you want to set up these systems, you can. I just recommend start with the basics of project management of Asana, get organized because I'm a big believer that if you are going to spend your time and energy trying to figure out the systems and the processes, that is effort wasted, not going out in sales and marketing. Once you figure out what it is that you want to offer, you figure out who you want to offer it to, then you can be off to the races with a simple PDF that just says, here's what I do. But it really comes down. And and I found myself in this situation early on thinking like years ago that I would create an offer on a landing page and I would share it twice and no one would sign up. And I'm like, why isn't this working? Why is this not working? Like no one wants to work with me. It's probably, I need to change my, I need to lower my prices. Like we all make it about us when really I was just, I was doing a terrible job of marketing it. You know, not enough people had seen my offer and it really comes down to, you know, you hear conversion rates. Okay. If you have a hundred people on your email, if your conversion rates anywhere between two to 7%, meaning if you have a hundred people on your email list and you put out an offer, it's likely that two to 7%. So two to seven people will sign up for your offer. So it's, you know, it's just numbers and it's sales yeah. is what it, yeah. what it comes down to. It's not even personal. It's not against you. It's not, you know, your, your product or service. I also, you know, you learn that like I pitched a course at the end of 20. 19. And I was like, Oh God, that was clunky. And even though people still bought, I was like, there's something not working. So you just tweak the offer. You tweak how you market it. You just, yeah. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Even if you want to be online, there are things you can do to make this part work better. And sometimes they're scrappier. Yes. Like they're more work, but they are more effective. So for instance, when I started my business and then ultimately brought on Emily, this is not joking. If someone got to the point in my sales process that we were actually meeting to talk about a project, we signed 100% of the people we had a meeting with, which sounds like insane, but they wouldn't have gotten to that point in the process if they weren't a good fit in the first place. But even the people emailing us or like coming in as referrals, I would say 80 or 90% made sense because we were so clear Mm -hmm. on the kind of customer we could serve and the kind of projects that we could make for people. And, you know, right now, the number one way I connect in my health coaching business is through DMs on Instagram. And if I get to the point where we're DMing about my coaching program, I would say I convert about 50%, which through a direct message on Instagram is crazy high, Mm -hmm. but like it is only happening because I am willing to be a little more scrappy with my time. You are trading, you're trading your time for dollars, but sometimes at the beginning, you're going to learn more about the language you need to be using, the way you need to be phrasing things, how, like, what need are you actually serving? Because what you might have made up in your head is with the copy that needs to go on the sales page right. is unlikely the actual thing that they need from you. But you can pivot that message really quickly when you're having personal conversations. Yes. 
Yeah. So like a lot of those in-person sales methods, you can take online and into a Zoom call or into a phone call and convert way above two to 7%. But it means the 100 people that you were talking about, you might not get 100 people onto a phone call, but like there's a reason for that because you're vetting them almost ahead of the sales process, which I think be really helpful. Yeah. And that's such a good point too. When looking like you've done such a great job qualifying them ahead of time yes. that by the time they make it through your sales process, you either know it's like yay or nay. So you increase that. And I think that it's so good to bring up because then there is a sales training, they're called Seymour's. But this is more in the corporate setting where you would be in a sales meeting and you'd be working with a potential client. They're like, yeah, 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 send me more information. I want to see more. I want to see more. And then they just become, and I'm not like, this is totally out of context because I'm talking about corporate, but maybe it still applies in direct messaging too. Like people want to learn more, but then it it comes down to, okay, is it, it's just, let's save time. Like, is it a yes or no? And then you move on. But I love that you brought up the Instagram indirect messaging because there's so much, there's so much revenue and value and exchange of services that can go on in an Instagram message. And one of the things that we started doing in our strategy is I have my virtual assistant, Jen, who like when people follow us, typically she'll reach out and just introduce, she did it her way and then share that we have a private Facebook group and like invite them to the group. So then they go into the Facebook group and then we can nurture them and engage with them and do regular training. So it's just another touch point that you're starting to build that warm, no like, and trust factor with people. So they get to know you as well. But going back to the the messaging, the sooner you can have conversations with your ideal customer or client, the better, because it's that immediate feedback of, okay, these are the objections they're thinking. Here's what they're interpreting with my offer. And there's a disconnect. Like, how do I change the language? How do I approach it differently? And that's done through massive action. Yes. What I learned really early on too is when I did what Abby did, we're spending more time trying to land higher paying clients, but having more touch points with them. I was able to convert them higher, yes, but then ultimately, like you run out of a warm audience and you want to grow a business and you want to maybe sell to more than five people or however many people you've worked with. But the lessons that that incubator kind of teaches you is then what does your sales page say? How mm. here are some testimonies? Here's some experience. So then, yeah, you can start to grow that email list, expand your network, expand your reach. And the conversion isn't going to be as high, but it is going to be more effective because you've figured it out with super Mm. warm people. And I think people try to do it the other way around where it's like publicly blasting my message. Why isn't anyone converting? Mm. You haven't figured out what the fuck to say yet. Like, because you haven't converted the person you know. Yeah. Well, and I think you can, during that time, still publicly blast what you're doing or what you're working on so that the right people come around, but maybe have less public sales messaging or Or just don't expect those sales messages to work immediately that are publicly. Like you can still do them all you want to practice, but like use your network of your connectors and your potential clients first, because you're going to get that validation and money and make you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. And then you can move forward from there. Yeah. And one other thing to add on that too, if you're starting to email people, just move them towards a 20 minute phone call and use it as just pure discovery. So you're not going in there trying to sell anything. You're just going in being genuinely curious about like, how can you help Debbie's business right now? Like, 
sending Debbie an email saying, Hey, Debbie, like given the current economic, you know, state, I found myself where I was recently laid off and I really want to use this time to be productive while also, you know, like covering my basis. I've identified these are some skills that I have that are available. I would love to learn, you know, about your business and just see how I can potentially maybe serve value. And even if now is not a good time, like you're not looking to hire, I'd still love to have a conversation with you because the conversation itself is still going to be valuable. Going back to what you're saying, Emily, in terms of the marketing and the messaging of like, you know, conversations, I always recommend people too to like have informational interviews with your audience. And I still do this of like market research to, you know, understand why someone didn't buy a product or service and maybe they're not the right fit, but maybe it's my messaging. Maybe I'm not communicating it clearly. So and you never know when that will turn into something down the line. Like, for instance, yes. I am not saying this is an invitation to go do this because I feel like that's what it's going to end up happening. But <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, someone cold messaged Boss Project on Instagram. And oh, Sally's going to be so mad at you. Sally <laughs> who runs your, your Instagram? Well, she runs our, our email, our email, but so, but anyway, nonetheless, someone pitched a call with me, but they very much positioned it as it's worth your time to just show up. And obviously I'm not dense. You guys, like I knew it was the sales pitch. I knew that there was mm. like, not that it was like a pure pitch. Like it was a discovery call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that conversation got me to have a conversation with Emily about something that technically we've been thinking about for a long time, but mm-hmm. now it's further, it's more on top of our minds. This Can might be it or is it top secret right now? Oh, it's, I mean, it's a related to PR. So it was a PR company. So PR is something we've been interested in pursuing in a bigger way, not necessarily something we want to take on ourselves. What does that look like? Well, now this project... Well, now we have an opportunity of like someone who's on our back burner when we're yeah. ready. And so it's not it's not that I'm going to hire them tomorrow or next week, but they're more likely to be the company we do end up working with because yeah. they reached out first. It's all so, sales cycle. Yeah, yeah. So it might yeah. be three months or six months from now, but you're planting seeds is still a valuable use of your time. Mm-hmm. Just because, yes, just because someone's not buying today doesn't mean they're not going to buy tomorrow unless okay. they're not a fit, then probably right. not. Right. right. But and that's a different story. Yeah. That's why I mean, sales cycles, if they're like six to nine months, you have to plant the seed and then mm-hmm. keep fostering and growing. And it doesn't it. mean you can't convert a warm audience quickly. Like yeah. I still think you can reach out and get clients in the door within two weeks or 30 days, even with all the craziness, you just need to like read the room a bit. Like, yeah. don't, I mean, you guys know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about phase three. Okay. Just ask questions. Just keep asking yeah. questions. Well, well, I guess we're kind of already talking about phase three. Cause that's really like, once you get clear on your offer, you've got some of your systems in place. It's really about the marketing piece of it. Like how many conversations are you having? How are you filling the sales process, the pipeline? Like, how are you engaging and nurturing people, whether it's email list or using a Facebook group? Like, what are the touch points and how are you nurturing them? And I think including myself in the beginning in the context of, I guess, an online business, thinking about like running programs and stuff, people don't just hand over money as easily as we like when you're pitching and you have services you want people to buy, you're like, oh, anyone would spend this amount, you know, like, boom, it's there. And the truth is, is that it's not like 
people need to see the value. People need to see the proof. People need to see that. Now, in the context of what we're talking about of offering your services, and if you're going to do like hourly exchange or do support and retainer and stuff, that might be a little bit different, but it's still like you got to get out there and you got to get visible, whether you're using Instagram, you're emailing people, you're having conversations with people and having those touch points. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I think let's skip into phase four because I feel like we covered a lot of some marketing ideas there. Yeah. So then phase four is kind of like turbocharged. So getting yourself in the place of knowing exactly like when you're quitting, how much money do you need? And I was actually having a conversation about this with someone earlier. And I think, Abby, you had said this. I can't remember which one of you, you guys said this today is that, you know, I think when we're starting a business, we think we have to go out and like capture the masses. But when you really think about how much money you need or want to make every month and you break it down based on your hourly rate or your retainer or whatever, your coaching package, it really doesn't, it's not a ton of, you don't need a ton of people and you just have to figure out and get more clear on that and then just work the system. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Totally. I think understanding how many conversations do you need to be having? How many people do you need to reach out to today? I'll tell you straight up in my it's not really a coaching visit. It's kind of, it's complicated. I'm not going to get into my yeah, model exactly. Whatever the heck you can do in your over coaching. there. Uh, since like, well, two years or since August, depending on how you want to count it, but it, yeah. it doesn't matter. That's amazing. So, you know, when I'm working the system, like you say, I am trying to reach out to 10 to 20 people a day, but I'm not like blindly reaching out. I'm reaching out to people that I know are interested And I know they're interested because they are interacting with my content. And then I'm having conversations. And then the people that get to a certain point in the conversation, if they pass a certain point in the conversation, almost 50% of them actually move forward. But I could work backwards and say, I know exactly how many people I need to talk to, to get Mm -hmm. this many people in the door. Like, it really does get to a point where it's predictable. Yeah. The same thing happened when we were working with clients. It could be X number of people are going to email, which results in X number of discovery calls, which means X number of people are going to end up on a sales call. And then almost all of those people would book. But like, I could have told you exactly how many people needed an email about a project for us to make the amount of money that we need yeah. to make to support our business and like feed our families. And I think knowing that information, like you're saying, is such a vital piece of this puzzle. You have to know what you're working towards or it feels like you're just spinning your wheels. Like Steph Crowder put out an episode about getting off this infinite money hamster wheel. And, you know, if you want all the money, like wanting all (laughs) the money is just going to keep you on this hamster wheel. And so you just have to get clear on specific so you know exactly what you're working towards and being inspired and motivated to know like this is how much I need to make and here's how many clients that equals out to and here's how many conversations I have to you know cover my overhead and live my life every month yeah Right, right. And what I was going to add on to that is I looked at it a little bit differently as a photographer in my business because I didn't like having discovery calls. I was super fucking awkward on the phone. I just didn't convert really well until I met Abby. Like it was just not a thing. And so I knew, okay, if I can land, I can use a connector in my circle to get me an ideal dreamy client and I can land them because I'm going to have a conversation with them and I guess I'll do it, but then they're going to refer me to people. And so I spent a lot of my time and energy really early on perfecting my referral system because I didn't want to be like, Hey, what's up? 
And so I knew I would just like, it was not going to go well. But as soon as I could have someone else talking me up, which is how I landed the first client in general, then I knew it would be a really great domino effect. So then it was just testing, okay, what referral method is going to work best for them to actually talk to their friends about me? Like what incentive should I do? What? And that was more what I was testing instead of my offer. Because I knew my offer was great. My prices were fine. What I was doing was fine. But how can I get more people to talk about me that are going to send me dreamy clients? So either way you want to look at it, it's the same yeah. concept. And if you do it well, you guys, I haven't designed since 2015, 16, something like that. It's been a long time. I haven't taken on personal clients since I would say probably early 2016. Yeah. Someone emailed me last week as a referral from someone (laughs) we had worked with over five years ago. Oh my gosh. It yep. still works, you guys. I like, still have clients in Tulsa who message me and they're like, whenever you're coming to see family, if you can please. And I was like, <laughs> no. You're like, no. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. But I no. said, you know what? I would happily refer you to one of my friends if you tell me a little bit more about your project. And yeah. so like there, this system will work. And I think you just have to get less caught up on. And it was not that great. Like, let's be real. Well, that's the thing, you guys, like you, there is room for all of us at the table. You don't have to like, go work for some massive brand or like be the best at what you're doing. Like there's always going to be someone worse than you at what you're doing. And there's always (laughs) going to be someone better at you than what you're doing. And that's okay. That means there's just room for all of us. And I look back at some of the things that I literally charge clients for. And I'm like, Oh my God. Why? (laughs) It totally like enforces or like validates that, first of all, the whole quote unquote expert thing, right? It's whatever you want to make it mean. But as long as you are one or two steps ahead of the person you're leading and providing that value, that's all people care about. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and like for you, you know, Abby doing, the design work that you were doing. And now looking back, you're like, whoa, but it was still probably better design work than the person that hired you could do on their own. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. And so I just encourage people not to get caught up in thinking that like, oh, if I'm not the best at something, who am I to offer the services? And the truth is like what you're saying, you're never probably going to be the best and you're probably never going to be the worst. And so ultimately there's no point in focusing time and energy on it because you just need to go out and get clients. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But focusing more on the things that are, are do, coming naturally to you anyway yeah. is going to help this process. Like yes. I don't necessarily think going out and trying to become the best at something you've never done before and start a business around it is the best use of your time. Not that you can't, but like usually that involves you hiring a bunch of people right. to like Just serve to be a longer certain runway, right? more money. So like for instance, Emily and I, have been sitting on a business idea mm-hmm. for a while. I and it, know what it is. I mean, her code name is Beyonce. So like, it's legit. But nobody knows it. what it is. You got like Apple. The problem <laughs> is... They have like code names for their new products. Mm-hmm. Will it be part of Boss Project or is it completely separate? It would probably completely end up separate. being a different business. Oh but gosh. we don't have the skill set for it. We also don't currently have anyone on our team that has the skill set for it. There could be some positions filled, but the actually making it happen would mean us starting from scratch and hiring someone to build the whole thing. So it's got a runway, like a big yeah. long runway. And if it ever makes sense, I don't know, because we are focusing instead on things 
that we can produce and that we can make happen and require less people in the puzzle. Not that you can't go out and become a startup and be a tech company and all of that. Like, not that that's not a thing. Clearly, people do Mm -hmm. it all the time. But if we're talking about the shortest runway to profit, I think it's doing the things you already know how to do. It totally is. Yeah. I mean, figure out what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, what people are getting paid for and start emailing people, go with curiosity. Even if, you know, just get people on the phone, having those conversations, see how you can add value, how you can help. And I think people would be surprised by, and especially early on, like as you're, as you're doing that, you might need to have more conversations than like for you, Abby, in your DMs, like people already warmed up to you. You're producing content that's attracting them, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. all inbound marketing where people are doing that. And then this phase, there's a lot of outbound, like you have to go out and and market your services, but it can be done and it is possible Mm -hmm. to totally make a transformation in as little as two weeks is what you're saying. I think so. Why not? I mean, we should do that. We should, we should find like a cohort of five individuals and like (laughs) take them through a really rigorous process. Like like training boot camp for two weeks. Sounds like that's a great pop-up offer you should do. (laughs) Yeah. I actually did. I like, I have a 21 day visibility challenge going on because I, I surveyed my Instagram, Facebook group, and then email list. And I gave them, I said, okay, out of the three, like here I was on Saturday morning trying to, you know, brainstorm the list of what I think I can help them with. And then I was like, screw it. I'm just going to get my laptop and I'm going to ask them. I'm going to ask the people. And I gave them three options of content creation calendar, visibility and sales, and then structure. And it was like over 60% of people said visibility and sales. So it's like Mm -hmm. a quick 21 day visibility challenge with the masterclass and it's 97 bucks and getting people used to showing up consistently than trying to be perfect. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if people are interested in that challenge or want to connect with you and your Facebook group, how do they find you online? Yeah. Well, you guys can head to she did it her way podcast.com. And then if you want to join us in the Facebook group, you can go to she did it her way podcast.com forward slash HWC for her way community. Nice. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.